It's time now for three good things. One, two, three. Tell me something good. Oh, oh, tell, tell, tell. Please, sir. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Rabbit holes. I go down a lot of them. And curiosity often leads to trouble. Tumbling into internet chasms, I learn things along the way. Sometimes I get sucked into a secondary rabbit hole or maybe a third one, and by that time, I can't for the life of me remember what started me down the first one. Somehow this week, I burrowed in on one-hit wonders. Did you know the first reference to this term may have been a Venezuelan pitcher who played for the New York Giants? On April 29, 1956, Ramon Monzant lost a complete game no-hitter on a measly single. A newspaper dubbed him the one-hit wonder. The phrase later seeped into writing about singers and bands like this one. We get it almost every night. And when that moon gets a big and bright, it's supernatural delight. Every border was dancing in the moonlight. Is there anyone who doesn't like that song? The artist was King Harvest, a French-American rock band who formed in Ithaca and moved to Paris rabbit hole. They named themselves after a song by the band. King Harvest is the epitome of a one-hit wonder. On Spotify, Dancing in the Moonlight has 230 million plays. Their next most popular song, with 4 million, is another version of Dancing in the Moonlight. It's literally called Dancing in the Moonlight 2. But it's okay to have just one hit. Not everyone's Bruce Springsteen or Taylor Swift. Many one-hit wonders live beautiful lives. King Harvest became good friends with the Beach Boys. Oh, that's how I got into this. I was watching the Beach Boys special last week on CBS, and I thought, man, those guys put out a lot of great songs. Definitely not one-hit wonders. And then I thought of an interview I heard with the Beach Boys' Brian Wilson about Bach. I don't plan on writing any classical songs, but Bach, you know that song that was... That song? The California girl says... Same beat, shuffle. I got that from Bach. How about that? And of course, this sent me tumbling again. What other popular songs were inspired by classical music? That is Chopin's Prelude in C minor. This is Barry Manilow's tune, Could It Be Magic? And this is Barry's explanation. Actually, I wrote it after a glass of wine. Right. And I thought I had come up with, like, the coolest batch of chords in my composing experience. And then I realized that before I had that glass of wine, I had been playing my Chopin preludes. And there was the prelude in C minor going through my head. It's a little too dead on for me. I like more subtlety in my melody theft. At least John Lennon chose to use the chords of Moonlight Sonata backwards when he wrote the Beatles' Because. 
Does anyone know how we got here playing Moonlight Sonata chords backwards? I guess the answer is found where we started with Alice in Wonderland. Curiouser and curiouser. Curiosity is one of my favorite things in the world, no matter where it leads me. Oh my gosh, there's a link that just popped up for the 10 most annoying songs of all time. Nah, not going to bite. Let's play this one again. That's three good things. I'm Scott Jagow. I'll post this on KMOX.com and photos on Instagram, SJKMOX. Right. 